Hey everybody, this is Wally Talk. I'm Will. I'm Dan. Welcome to another edition here on a real crummy day. I hope we're still relevant. I feel like <laughs> we're most we're most relevant uh, the first couple weeks of the season, the mer- first month. Jig season. Yeah, that's <laughs> when you need to listen to us. Yeah, that's why. That's when our that's when our numbers shine. Yeah, coach, put me in. <laughs> but honestly, if you're trying to get better at walleye fishing, uh, I would, I would encourage you to listen when walleye fishing is not that good. Right, because it's not the most difficult to catch fish when fishing's easy. No. But when it's tough, that's when you you know you really earn your keep. You know. This will be the first podcast where we're like getting rained on. Uh, I'm legit getting wet right yeah. now. <laughs> we're, I we're, wore my I wore my rain jacket just to keep the mosquitoes <laughs> away from me, and uh, now I'm kind of happy I have it. Yeah, I regret not going with bibs. We are just so you don't think we're that dumb. We are not sitting in the rain. We're sitting on the porch and still getting rained on because it's blowing. And it just kind of showed up. Yeah. It was nice out here 20 minutes ago. Yep. Bree said she was coming home from Walker, and she's like, "Is there a storm coming?" Well, no, I think she said, there is for sure a storm coming. It was in my rear view mirror. <laughs> so we're, uh, it's June 11th. 11th, yep. My baby boy is nine months old yesterday. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, we're, uh, it's, it's real funny to think about the memories of years past. June 11th is, for sure, has been a jig and a minnow day. Yes, yes. Not anymore. Not this Not year. Not this year. No. Big changes from uh, last year to this year. Yeah. But um, what we've got on tap for today, oh, we want to make sure we mention there are T-shirts still available, limited sizes. Yep. Uh, until the next shipment comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, Most of our, sh- we'll get you a shirt. Uh, if, if we can't make it happen this week, we'll mail it to you. So. Bingo. Um. Yeah, and I'd say, yeah. So we got t-shirts. Uh, while I talk with Will and Dan, best fishing podcast you've never heard of. Bingo. With Bingo. our two ugly mugs on it. Yep. Just cheesing. We'll have to come up with a different picture yeah. for next year. There, well, yeah. Maybe we need a logo. That's what we maybe need. What do you mean? Our logo is fine. With our faces? Yeah. <laughs> two ugly mugs. <laughs> um, yeah, we got t-shirts. We're going to do a week in review. Um, We'll talk about some legendary kid clients. Uh, what we should be focusing on this week if we're walleye fishing. Um, and then we're going to be looking at listener questions. And uh, why jig season, what I was just complaining about, uh, why jig season maybe left, left us wanting a little bit. For sure. Just going to make the fall so much better. I hope so. I hope. What if that happens in the fall? Just starts in like end of August. Oh, no, I was thinking, like, what if we have to rig crawlers through October? I'm just going to sell the boat. <laughs> <laughs> like, I fish all summer so I can whale on them in the fall on a jig and a minnow. I mean, I guess it'd be okay if I could rig a, rig a big minnow. Yeah, I could live on yeah. rigging big minnows. Yeah, right. My wallet might not be able to, but I will. I'd be super happy. Um, then we're going to do a preview, and then we're going to be out. Let's hear from Porter Duck. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Dock.com. Porta-Dock.com. Find your local Porta-Dock dealer today. Porta-Dock.com. 
Well, Dan, tell me about your week. Pretty good week. I, it, we've had a lot of weather the last three days. It's and super inconsistent. Yeah. So I actually c- called you a couple days ago because I was, I was, I've been fishing every day at least once. Um, and I was just like, which one of these is going to be the tough one? And I couldn't figure it out because the weather was all over the place. We had big front come through, wind direction shifts like 180 degree yep. switches and blowing hard and blowing hard yeah i today was sort of cursing myself for complaining about not having wind because we've had i've had plenty the last couple of days um overall fishing's been pretty good um uh, and uh yeah i got today was my tough day and you kind of called it and maybe it wasn't maybe i can't just blame the conditions because we did find a few fish to bite but the combination of conditions and the fish I had led to me having a, a tough day. You know, sometimes it's not about um, the area. Like, you can't always fish the best spots when conditions are like this. It's, mm-hmm. it's what you can fish well and scrap together a day. Yeah. Because, um, you know, if you're not in, you know, if you don't have the knowledge of, of the area and you're just guessing, you're still going to be better off, you know, fishing what you know. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure if somebody else was new, like was in your shoes, they may not have fared as well as you did. Yeah, sure, but it's still a uh, when you these this time of year when you drop on a tough one, it's it, it's hard to take because of like you know what yesterday was like mm-hmm. and you know what tomorrow's likely to be like, um, which I'm very optimistic that t- tomorrow is going to be a good day. Didn't recognize this this thing was coming through, so hopefully this is. Uh, just a little Looks tiny cell. Looks like short-lived. Yeah, uh, but that makes them sting a little bit because uh, it, it it's not not the trend for the, the time of year, you know. Right, this is more of a May type of clipper that we've been getting. Yeah. They cool. just roll in, roll out, roll in, roll out. Yep. It's been like that all day. It's cooled off. Uh, bugs are out. Woman Lake has lots of bugs on it. Leech Lake has some bugs on it. I didn't see them on my graph too thick. Uh, I did hear from one other guy that he could he could see the bugs coming up uh, in one specific area, but mayflies are on the way up there. So it's that time of year again. Yep. And you know, the, I mean, you can always kind of count on them between like the third week third week of June and July fourth. They're coming somewhere between then. Yeah. And uh, it, I think that's mostly weather related. You know, if the water's warm enough for them to get up yep. and out of the mud. They could stick around in the, you know, in the water column for two, three weeks before they hatch. That's right. what we had last year. Yep. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. But. So, yeah, overall fishing's good. Largely summer patterns. Uh, had, yeah, catching some fish on just about everything. Still buying minnows. Yep. How about you? Um, well, I've been fishing a few of the littles. I'm having a tough time out there, but that's... Okay, I guess. Um, Leech has been kind of strange. Uh, we talked about this a couple times uh, over the phone about finding fish on a graph that are up super high. Yep. And not getting them to eat. And I think we kind of came to a pretty fair conclusion on what's going on. Yeah, I, I think there's, I think that's a, an okay guess. I thought of another thing, but yeah. Let's hear it. So we're, uh, when we're fishing offshore structure right now, we're finding like good pods of fish and there will be groups of like, you can count them on the DI. There'll be like 12. Yeah. There'll be a dozen fish 
hanging right together. Um, and they're almost stacked like, almost like a crappie in the winter where they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're stacked vertically. Um, and uh, the, the top fish sometimes is six or seven feet off of the bottom. Uh, so why? Like, what are they doing up there? And all we're doing is hypothesizing, so. Right, we're not Scientologists. No. <laughs> Don't have enough money to be a Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> so why? What do you think they're doing? So, like, we, I, I mean, when we were talking, I, I kind of think that maybe they're, it, they're most comfortable uh, up higher in the water column. So if you found them on a shoreline break where there's, you know, um, you've got, different levels of depths anywhere you go mm -hmm. right so you have the ability to get up into the four or five foot of water if you want to be you know but on these humps that only top out at 18 feet or 20 foot there it's you can't sit in 14 feet or 13 feet on the bottom because yep. there's no bottom there yeah so i almost think that maybe it's like a it's a they're being very lazy they're in almost a negative mood and they're just sitting there to get comfortable. Yep. And try and recuperate. Yeah. That I, was what my thought was. Yeah. And I really, the first time I'd heard the word used as a descriptor for walleye behavior was Mackie, who he described some fish laying in the mud as they were loafing. Mm -hmm. And that, that, I think, is a good description for maybe what these fish are doing. That That's maybe their rest location up off the bottom. And for a couple reasons. Uh that I can think of. Maybe it's like water temp related, like they're like that 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 area in the water column is super comfortable. Yeah, 63. Yeah, yep. for them to be at. And then I do think that most of those fish, uh, Lee immediately like countered this, but I think he's just wrong. Uh, those clusters, out, we're seeing more of the like 14 to 17 inches out there. And I think most of those, when you see a dozen of them together, I think it's those schools, like that. Of eater fish. Yeah. Yep. And so uh, maybe another part of it is they have to, like, get away from, they don't want to be near the big mouths down there when they're loafing, right? If they're trying yeah. to chill out and relax, yep. they don't want to be around the. Dude, this 26 inches really, you know, harsh in my vibe. Yeah, yeah. And the occasional muskie. <laughs> right. And uh, the occasional big pike, big pike that yep. use this same habitat. Um, I could see that. For a walleye angler, like, there's certainly ways to get baits at them. I think that's, like, why bobbers are working for me pretty well. Um, but I did, when I combined that type of fish with, a, like, kind of a crummy weather day for walleye fishing, you know, high skies, mm -hmm. calm, uh, high pressure, uh, I, was, I was real frustrated because I know they're walleyes. You can and, see them. Yep, and uh, not very many of them are biting and you'd get just enough of them to bite that you were like, yes, this is, these are the fish that I want to be sitting on. And uh, they, weren't, they weren't super cooperative when you combined that with a, a tough weather day. So, weird walleyes, man. Yeah, I think it's pretty, and maybe it's not. Like, maybe it's weird for us, but, like, you talk to a, a seasoned guy, they, yeah. For sure, they know about these fish. Right. I mean, you know about them so well, and why it sticks out they're in your head is they're so space. visible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and maybe that's their defense mechanism. They've you know they've been generations being caught out there. Maybe they just sit up there just uh, 
pretty soon we'll like be able to see him under the boat. Right. And they'll be like, eh, I'm not going to eat. No. Yeah, I'm just a big distraction. I am your stereotypical time suck. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> it's like when we were on cast and we could see all those fish yeah. chasing our baits. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. It is. It's, it's the same thing. It's yeah. just the difference between the graph and your eyeballs. But mm -hmm. yeah, not the ones that'll bite. So if that's what you're going at, uh, yeah, time suck is a good description. All right. Let's take a break, and we'll get back to it. Walleye Talk is brought to you in part by Woman Lake Lodge. Just the other day, I had a guide trip, and I got to pull into one of my favorite docks on the Woman Lake chain that was at Woman Lake Lodge. Uh, grabbed some very happy customers. They had just gotten done eating donuts made right there at Woman Lake Lodge. And you know what I heard? They were catching fish right off the dock. Tucked into a cozy corner of Woman Lake, where you can catch fish right off the dock. You can book a trip with me or Will, and we'll take you out on Woman Lake and put a hurtin' on some walleyes. If you're interested in a up north vacation, I encourage you to look up Woman Lake Lodge on beautiful Woman Lake. So, I mean, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard about my legendary kid that I've had in my boat. Um, but Dan, we never talk about you. <laughs> we need to talk about you more. Well, I'm going to talk about me in a way to get to somebody else. There you go. What I want to hear is, so I, I know the story already. It's a terrific story. I want to hear about your legendary kid in your boat. Okay. So if, you've, if you're a frequent listener, you know that there's a particular farmer from Iowa, who <coughs> Bob. Fishes, Farmer Bob, who fishes with me quite frequently. And uh, I'll just, I'll, he, he's just a good friend now. I've spent a lot of time with him. And he brings his, uh, his family up here. He's been at his lake home uh, for just about two weeks, just him and his 10-year-old granddaughter, Bailey, which kind of blows my mind, right? Bailey's a handful. <laughs> Every time I get in the boat with them, I'm like, God, I hope they're not like just in a huge <laughs> fight, you know? It's a lot of time. Anyway, they've been up here for a good stretch, and last week... Uh, we got to fish together quite a few times. We fished together three times. And uh, Bailey, at 10 years old, is one of the best um, like visual learners I've ever encountered, where she's very good at watching what I do or when I demonstrate something for her. She is really good at replicating that perfectly, which is a great way to learn things. And uh, she uses that to just pound on me and her grandpa when we go fishing <laughs> together. <laughs> so the first day we were rigging, and she whooped on us, and we thought it was kind of funny. Like, gosh, yeah, she's catching a lot of fish, you know, and she's getting a few handoffs every once in a while, but after an hour or two, she's not getting handoffs from grandpa anymore. Like, <laughs> I'm still handing the rod off, but grandpa's like, no, I'm going to go ahead and catch this one. You just caught six in a row. <laughs> Uh, so we had a great first day, just super enjoyable, nice weather, good fishing. Day two, we did a bobber thing, and uh, we had a slow start to our morning. We are picking off one or two here or there, and kind of left us wanting, especially because we'd fished the day before and done really well. Uh, and then we pulled into uh, a spot at the end of the morning. We had about an hour left to fish, and in that hour... Uh, Bailey caught a 24 and a half, a 25 and a half, a 26, and a 27 and a quarter. She along, caught them all. She caught them all, along with, like, 
maybe a half dozen keepers. Like, it was a... Just spot. seriously smashed them. Yeah. Meanwhile, Grandpa's bobber just, like, will not go down. <laughs> and I made sure it was not, like, a, a, a gear thing, right? Like, I swapped a rod out to make sure, and uh, Grandpa's bobber wouldn't go down. So we had another day to fish together, but also every Saturday, Pikedale Lodge hosts a big fish contest. So we, we made a little plan. Uh, it didn't involve me because I had a full day, and uh, Bob explained to Bailey that while, yes, I was still free from 6 to 9 o'clock, that I might want to see my family at some point that day. And She so, didn't get that. No. Okay. She's like, well, you're done at 4. We could be back out at 6, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I went over to their place. We made a plan for their Saturday. Uh, I went over and tied up a couple slip bobbers for them. Actually, I went to the ones top and bought all of the stuff, or I set aside all of the stuff they would need for their bobber rigs. <laughs> and then Grandpa went and got all of that stuff. I met him after my, my full day on Friday, tied him up, explained to Bailey how to check her depth, you know, little details. Talked about patience, you know, and then I put a couple waypoints in for Grandpa to just go to and spot lock and just do the bobber thing. So I had a full day on Saturday, and afterwards I was at Pikedale Lodge, actually. Uh, I was talking to you on the phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting at Pikedale looking at the spot I want them to be on, and there's a boat sitting right there. I'm like, all right, they're, they're where they need to be. And then... uh didn't hear anything from him. I even texted Bob, and he didn't respond. And then I got a text message at 9.30 that night that Bailey McCollum won the Pikedale Fishing Contest. She beat 30 <laughs> other anglers. Uh, just the highlight, I think, of my guide career. And not only will she be legendary in your boat, she will be an, a legend at Pikedale Lodge yep. because she will have a brass tag. I saw it today. It's up I on the look. board. Yep, her nickname for the tournament was Beat Carl. Bailey beat Carl McCollum, <laughs> which she did. I think, That's awesome. uh, not to talk too much smack, but uh, when we got off the dock, Carl was talking about a 50 fish day that he'd had earlier. And I talked about how you take Carl's number and cut it in half, and then, like, that's maybe somewhat reasonable. Uh, I think Carl put up a big, giant goose egg that, that evening. Dan, how much stuff do you want him to do your trailer? I don't care, man. He needs it sometimes. <laughs> last time, last episode, if you listened, I gave him a very heartfelt shout-out, right? That's true. Got to the dock, and he goes, Dan, that was, the, that was your worst podcast. That was, I mean, I appreciated the shout-out, but the rest of it, the baseball stuff, garbage. That was your worst <laughs> podcast. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. <laughs> anyway, Bailey McCollum, uh... She caught most of them today. Last, Legend. Our, our last uh, trip of the, the series of trips we did. What a legend. Yep. Yeah, you've got a couple, but I, uh, which one are you going to highlight? I, I think I know. Dude, it's always Alyssa. <laughs> always Alyssa. She is, a, she is just a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I'm sorry, folks. It's okay. Everything's just... fine. Sioux City, Iowa. I'll call you back. <laughs> Um, yeah, I had her this week, or earlier this week. I don't know if I talked about it. And she gets on the boat, catches, like, eight walleyes, and then we switch. She was just there for, like, an hour and a half. 
Just up and catches like eight of them. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to go in now. Afton can, Afton can fish. I was like, oh, okay. After you just put a real whooping on us. It's cool. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she should go on the t-shirt. For sure. She, I've got like a dozen pictures of me holding her fish for her. <laughs> she won't hold them yet? She'll try, but she has a problem. Gotcha. You know? gotcha. But she's gotten a lot. So it started out where she couldn't even set the hook for herself. And now she was catching fish all by herself. And she's just little. She is just tiny. Yeah. And uh, it's really awesome to see that rod bent. She's, <laughs> it's awesome. Anthony took a pic. Anthony's her dad. Took a picture of her while she was winding this fist, and she's just got the biggest grin on her face. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, a, a huge, huge perk to our job. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't. I assume every guide who is, who would. I mean, that's just a huge perk. It's the walleyes not, are the side effect. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was talking one last thing about Bailey. I was cleaning fish. She's also, she's like becoming good at helping with that now. You know, like I'm putting in my work now. Like it definitely takes more time in the fish cleaning shack right now. Uh, but we're not that far away from her cutting my fish cleaning time, like by a quarter. She can skin them real good. And uh, I mean, I'll let her take like one half of a fish off. Uh, and she's pretty good at that. Like, they're not, it's not a butcher job. That's good. Yep. Real good at skinning. To the point where I was like, I left a few on the on the skin and just like sat back and... Watched her do it? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. But we were we were discussing like the next step, right? Like, uh, I, I brought up like maybe, maybe uh, eventually you, you're, you're guiding for me, right? And you, you take people out in your own boat and uh or in my whatever and i just hang out at pikedale for four hours and then when you get back half days 300 bucks uh maybe you just give me like 290 and keep 10 bucks and she's like oh yeah that sounds good <laughs> and, and grandpa's like whoa 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 <laughs> well that's some big business idea if i've ever heard so one. then we really spelled it out you know i was like just to be clear i will be sitting at pikedale you'll do all of the work You'll come in, clean all of the fish. While you're out there, I'll, I might have a beer. I might have a beer at 9.30 in the morning while you're out working. And then uh, you hand me $290 and you keep 10. She's like, well, maybe I should keep 100. <laughs> That's funny. Good stuff. Um, well, we'll switch gears and maybe what we should be focusing on this week. Um, it seems like we're definitely in midsummer patterns. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I would be, I would be pulling spinners this week. I think. Yep. Especially if you're going to be focusing on deeper shoreline breaks, um, I would be pulling spinners, just covering the water. Yep. Yeah. I don't, if you're gonna do the, if you're gonna do, what do I want to say? If you want to focus on schools of fish then your focus should be super, super narrow, and it should be short-lived. Rigging pockets of fish while they bite. For, yep, and, uh, and don't think that uh, it's always a theme that, like you might land on a pocket with a dozen that don't bite, and then you might land on another pocket with a dozen, and you get five out of there. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't, uh, 
But if you're going to do that, you, I think you've got to stay mobile. You have to leave fish. Yep. You have to leave fish on your screen and go find fresh ones. Yep. And like a lot of this is related to leech. I feel like maybe what we're missing this season is we're talking a lot about leech, but it's just because that's where we've been. The littles are, are maybe a little different, but uh, super focused, be efficient. So power corking, rigging real quick and moving, yep. landing on the pod. If, you don't, if they're not on the screen for three minutes, pulling up and driving around and finding the pod again. Um, that's one I option. did. I spend a lot of time just driving the hump when I was fishing because they are so mobile right now, mm-hmm. and that was a big time suck. Yep. And I, did, I think I did do that incorrectly. Sure. So. Yeah, it's hard. Or, and I kind of want them to settle into a pattern because I, I fishing I, edges or tops. Yep. Yes. And or where rocks are compared, or if it's just gravel. Yep. Yes. But they can kind of. It's sort of sort of randomly great right now you know yeah they just go do whatever they want yeah yeah and they'll a lot of them will bite so um but also yeah don't settle for like a just don't pound on the spot i think it's better to to go find some fresh ones they're also seeing a fair amount of pressure um, yeah this year which is something to consider like i i made a mistake i watched a boat i think it was a guide boat i don't know for sure uh sit on a spot and it was a spot that I like to fish. And after they left, uh, you know, maybe 20 minutes later, I went over there, and there were a pile of fish there, and I couldn't get them to bite. And, like, that, that dude probably plucked all of the, the, the active fish out of that school. Yeah. And even though they looked great, uh, they'd been worked over. So, I don't know. I wouldn't focus on jigging shallow. I would not. Nope. Nope. Unfortunately. I did tell a buddy too. I, uh, Lee and Matt were up, and I said, "You, if I was just fishing on my own right now, I, I probably wouldn't have shiners in the boat." But <laughs> it's almost like a, an insulator, right? Because if you have a day where you struggle, and you don't have shiners in the boat, you're blaming it because you didn't have shiners. Yeah, and even if you don't, even if you, as the guide, know that that's maybe not it the customers are going to sure wonder why you don't have shiners, right. you know. Right. So every, every day, a couple dozen shiners. Um, well, let's, uh, let's take one last break. If you're looking for some summertime fun in the Longville area, look to the Muskie House in Longville, Minnesota. They've got a great selection of premier pontoons, big enough for any lake situation that you might have. Get a hold of Tony at the Muskie House in Longville. To make your summer a great summer. We got some listener questions, don't we, Dan? Yeah. Not to say too much about the Muskie House, but they're also hiring a sales guy right now. So they're selling sailboats? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not the that's boats, the first, just the sails. That's the first funny, funny thing you've said. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're in the Longville area, uh, I would like that job a whole bunch. Oh, if yeah. I wasn't fishing every day... I'd love to talk about fishing boats and premier pontoons. So, a uh, full-time sales position at the Muskie House Marine. We're going to make some changes around here. <laughs> Radio's only going to play on the pontoon. <laughs> if we want to sell some pontoons, we're going to play this song. <laughs> I like it. I like it a whole bunch. <laughs> Nick Parent just tearing his hair out. 
Well, this guy talks about his pontoons. All right, first listener question comes from Brett Sween. Uh, Brett is a guy I've fished with a handful of times, and uh, he's, I think he's given us another question or two. Uh, he asked, uh, if we do much night fishing in the Longville area, what conditions, lake structures, and presentations would you focus on? Oh, we don't do much night fishing, um, but, I mean, it doesn't mean that we don't know a little bit, of, a little bit about it. Right. Um, you're really focusing on the full moons. Yep. Uh, specifically the, the few days leading up to the full moon, in my opinion, and from the guys I talk to would be the best. And then you do experience a bit of a drop-off usually after the full moon. That being said, clear lakes, when you have like half of a moon, like a waxing right. half moon, I, you can still they catch them. They still catch them, yep. for it, sure. It's not the maybe gangbusters, but uh, come July and August on some of these smaller lakes, even leech July and August, oh, yeah. I think you get the right night, nice calm night. You can wail on them. Yeah. Way better than we could do during the day. Way better. Um, Even with the best conditions for the daytime. Yeah. Yep. Um, if you're going to be focusing on shoreline structures, be pulling crankbaits. Um, somewhere you can cover water, cover ground. Yep. Because um, those structures are so big. Even on the little lakes, the shoreline structures tend to be pretty big. Right. Um, and then, you know, if you're fishing humps, small offshore structures, you're going to want to be bobber fishing with leeches. Yeah. And those spots are... You gotta maybe the first you're gonna you're gonna miss on them sometimes like they maybe just don't have fish on them after dark. Right. But you, if you're gonna do it, I would commit. You know, I wouldn't yep. just fish them for like an hour. Like this is do you this think you is can the drive night over those fish in the evening. That's after a great dark? question. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to. They tend to the ones that I know of that produce pretty well, at least on the smaller lakes, are pretty small and they're small pretty shallow. shallow. Um, so you're only talking about six, seven feet of water. Right. Um, but I would just say, you, you know, because when you hit one right, then that's your that's your nighttime slip bobber spot. Right. So, yeah, you burn a whole night on one that doesn't work out, but then you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, a lake, like Woman Lake has, in Leech, has large, large offshore flats. flats. Yep. So I think of like simplicity, right? You don't want to be worrying that much about your cranks running clean or like getting the right amount of line out. Like you want to, at least me, I want to just be able to flip that thing off the back, shake out a little extra line, be like, I think that's good enough. And then if I start it, digging, I will uh, line in a 10 times. Yeah. yeah. But I don't want to, I don't want to be using a line counter after dark. No. As simple as possible. Yep. And then, uh. I guess that's about all I got. That's all I got. Okay. Don't be don't be jigging after dark. Say a few other things about it though before. Uh, the well, you know the problem with question. night fishing is it's so dark out. So make sure you got lots of batteries and lots of headlamps yeah. because it is dark out. Yep, I would agree. That's very, very like, astute observation I just came up I with. I think there. it really is though. I mean, I bet how many like dead batteries on a headlamp have like busted a night fishing trip. You wanna know what? I bet the really into it guys, they're wearing night vision goggles. <laughs> like I specialize in night trolling. <laughs> I don't need any lights. <laughs> Give me these night goggles, I'm set. Just don't look at the bow light. Right. You'll be blinded. Yes. Be blinded. <laughs> Alright, Eric Hendricks, Portadoc hey. dash or Porta Doc dot com. Eric uh, he gave us a bunch. 
Uh, first one, um, how far off the bottom do you normally fish and how con concerned are you? Oh, these are bobber questions. So related to bobbers, how far off the bottom are you? Are you reeling and recasting to the depth that you set for or do you keep it all within like a three foot range? I don't bobber fish, it's all you bro. Oh man, and I bobber fish very specific to like a scenario. These top out at... These top out at X, you're fishing suspended fish. So if I'm in a fish, like I adjust my bobbers occasionally, um, but those, like the hump fish that we've talked about so much, uh, because they're up, I set my depth very, very conservatively. So maybe, maybe if the top of the shallowest hump is 15 feet, my, my bobbers are probably set at 14, between 14 and 16 feet. Now maybe I'll adjust them a little bit, but the whole idea is that I'm using it because the fish are suspended. So even if I'm on a hump that tops out at 20, uh, I'm gonna still leave it at 16 feet or 15 feet. And if, the, if that's gonna be the cure for the day, those fish are gonna either be at that level or are willing to come up those four or five feet to, to eat. Well, it's also June, so they should be willing to, to swim up and eat. Yep, and if it's not, if it's like I rarely go out and start with like if it's me and two customers I rarely go out and start with three bobbers anymore. You're rigging and then you cast a bobber. I cast a bobber right. usually because for the most part folks when they hear like we might be bobber fishing for walleyes they kind of like okay this is stupid. They, I think they write it off. You do that's why you don't even do it. I don't even bobber fish. And then after they watch my bobber go down once, they're like, oh, nice, the bobber got one. That's like a, a bonus fish. <laughs> and then maybe if the bobber goes down like four times, I convince one dude, yeah, I think I'd like to try a bobber. And then maybe we all settle into fishing bobbers. And that's because having it up off the bottom is, is, a, is a good deal. When I have like, well, the Bailey McCollum scenario, those fish were in a like in a basin. They were laying in some sand at the bottom, and they were super tight to the bottom. But it was all consistent depth, so I tried to like really, really get it within a foot of the bottom or so. Right. Um, and then uh, he also asked like if he, it sounds like Eric fishes where he's maybe fishing a break line or a, a, a sharp contrast in depth. Yep. And, and maybe on like a shoreline break. And so he's having issues where he's having to reset the depths all the time. And then also having uh, his, his uh, the people he's fishing with unaware of where they need to be, especially if you're on a steep break, right? Like you set your bobber to 12 feet on a break line. Don't send it. You're right, yeah. So he feels like often he has at least one bobber out in 30 feet of water and maybe one up in six. Uh, this is like one instance where if you are the one looking at the graph and nobody else has uh, the ability to do that, you know, whether how, based on how your boat is set up, then you need to be instructing people on where to put their bobbers. And I, I use a marker buoy sometimes. Marker buoys are... I know you people say that uh, everybody's gonna just come piling in on you now. It's a little different. Like a marker buoy these days isn't marking a hump that nobody else knows about. Right. It's it's 
people know the spot you're fishing these days because they have a graph. They can see it. Yep. Yep. And they're likely driving by you and maybe dropping a waypoint and coming back later. I know for sure a buddy of ours, I won't name him George Wells, did that to me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a guy out of Pikedale who was out there doing that to me a couple a week ago. Who? Um, Philly Dog. No way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He saw me out there. He'd come over. That dirty dog. Did he pass it off? as like, oh, I won't fish your spot since you're well, guiding. Well, yeah, since you're out there, all right, you know, I, I saw I went up a little farther, you know. <laughs> don't worry, I caught a couple fish here. You know, don't mind me. <laughs> you know, I know it's, you're just trying to make a living here, son. Right. <laughs> Those guys are pretty good about it. I have Jim Schultz is another yeah. guy. He's a good fisherman, and he'll just, I mean, as... He's standing up, he's waving both arms, pointing, he's like, they're right here, you need to get right here. <laughs> and then I'll stop and uh, like chat with him, he's like, I'll get out of here, you gotta be right here. <laughs> like, thanks, thanks Jim. <laughs> he also will just ride around Pikedale on his pedal bike and just badmouth, you know, just talk smack as you're loading your boat up. <laughs> you can't catch him because he's on the pedal I bike. I know it! <laughs> Dude's twisted. Um... Next one from Eric. Uh, when fishing a smaller lake with limited good spots, unlike Leech or Winnie, how long do you give a spot? You touched on this last week a little bit, but uh, say you're in a boat fishing alone and you're fishing a smaller lake and you're fishing a little spot. How long? Even, yeah, if I'm, even though I'm not bobber fishing, I make sure oh, I cover. This, this is not a bobber deal. I cover the spot. If it sucks, if I'm not seeing life, Big thing is you got to see life. Even if it's pike, if there's pike, there's still chances that there's you know a school of walleyes in there. But if there's no life, there's no bait, I leave. You know, you cover your area, you go. I I don't. I mean, there's you can always find a, a different area. Yeah, that's the way I see it. Sure. Man, when I fish by myself, I just milk them. Do you? Well, you. It's like a a rare opportunity to like. You can whip through presentations, you know. Maybe one little corner is, like, the corner, especially on the Little Lakes. Like, Woman Lake is known for that, like, spot on the spot. I mean, we say it a million times. But uh, if I got time to fish by myself, yeah, why not? Just, like, learn it. Learn it as well as you can. And maybe you'll never go back there. I, I, this is one thing I was thinking about on my drive to the lake. Like, our maps are pretty good these days, but like a working knowledge, and I think good fishermen do this. They, yeah, the map like lays out your depths, but really what you, you like want your brain to understand what's happening. This is where there. the rock point on the hump ends. Yep, yep. yep. Here's a little inside cut. Like mm -hmm. I get bitten here a lot, right? There's a little bit of deep water. It's just like two feet deeper than, than the rest of yep. it. And it's not on the map. It's in your head where you're like, that's what I think you This were. This is the corner. Mm -hmm. This is it. Yep. Yep. That I think is, uh, I don't know. I really enjoy it when, I enjoy thinking about that stuff. And it's almost, it, it's almost secondhand. You don't even really realize it now. But uh, one example on Leech around Pelican that I, that I like, I take a lot of pride in understanding 150 yards of water that only varies in depth four feet at the most. And I take a lot of pride in knowing exactly how that lays out. And uh, 
I think a lot of a lot of the good anglers, especially in shallow water, because you're not driving over that. Nope. Nope. Yeah. You're not gonna see them in there. You gotta just. How many spots like that does Bob Landerville have? All of them, I think. Right? Does he, he just up until his new boat? He had he had he he's had a new boat for three years now. Uh, but before that, what was that old boat he had? God, the roughneck. It was a the tank roughneck. Yeah. Made by Lowe, right? The, yeah, it was some fiberglass tank. It was a tank. Yeah. And he had he had graphs on it from like 1994. Yeah. A couple you know. older Yep. I got every I got every rock on North Bar Mark. <laughs> right. Don't you worry. <laughs> you think he just skips Mark and Fish like where he caught fish after that? Probably. Like, There's a fish behind every rock. <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's a perfect example of that. Dude, I bet he, I bet he still, he probably didn't transfer any of his waypoints over, but he knows that this rock is rock number 80, 872 <laughs> on North Bar. Yep. Yeah, they're biting on 872 pretty good today. <laughs> Another part of Pelican that I fished today that I've had like a little hint of its fishiness. You fished it last year during the tournament. Yep. Uh, but like that's a perfect example of something he knows that I don't, and it, you can't read it on a map. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just pure instinct. Mm-hmm. But there's there is like a reason. It's not just like the way he does it. They're, the fish are there for a reason. Right. Uh, it's just you can't tell on a map. Dude, he's got fish stink level a thousand I right now. I hate the guy. <laughs> Super nice. <laughs> he uh, he asked last one from from Eric. With colder weather like what we have coming up this weekend, how do you change your tactics, and what are you, and are you looking in different spots? I tend to just because of boat control. Um, I tend to not fish as many little spots, and fish bigger areas. And I know there's not as many fish on the little on those big areas, but you can scrap together a pretty good day without working your batteries to death. Sure. Um, so you work maybe a lesser area, but you get enough bites because it's what you can fish correctly. Right. Yeah, it's all, he's just like keeping it all relative, right? Like, like cousins. <laughs> my buddy married my cousin. Good for him. Now, my, one of my best friends has a kid, two kids, Ben and Jack, and they're blood relatives with my son, Graham. My, one of my best buddies, really? our kids are blood relatives because he married my cousin. Nice. A lot of weird cousin stuff going on in my friend group. <laughs> 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 All on the up and up, though. Um, Do we need to take a break? No, we're moving You're on. You're just ripping through it. Yeah. Why jig season was a little disappointing. Okay. few reasons. One, I got worse. I got worse at jigging. You got worse at yeah. jigging. <laughs> Number two, there's, Maybe less, it's there's you a were... lot less walleyes than last year. <laughs> <laughs> there's way less walleyes. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um... It's all, I think a lot of it's weather-related. How about you? Yeah, I think our, you have to look at the weather that overlapped with the timing of the typical shallow water jig and minnow thing. Uh, we have lots of calm, clear days. Yep, and low water. water well, when there's less water, it warms up quick, more quickly. Sure. So we were probably a foot high last year. Mm-hmm. Now we're a foot low this year. That's a two-foot swing. I think that is very specific to Leech Lake. It's any lake that has, so Boy Lake was super low too. Anything that has a 
I think anything that's got an outgoing river system okay. is super low. Woman Lake apparently is pretty normal. Really? Mm-hmm. So other people I've talked to out there said that they're having low water issues. Angledona's okay. got super low water. All right. I would, I would have agreed. Like, that's what I would have predicted. But I don't look at shorelines very right. often, you know, and both the accesses are, are good, so you don't notice it at the accesses. I would have guessed that the chain was low, but I, I brought it up to a customer who lives there. Like, no, our dock's right, right where it normally huh. is. Maybe maybe the muskies puts their dock in. And Probably does it just a stand up job. Yeah. Well, it's hard to screw up a porta dock, ain't right. it? Right. Those porta docks they sit just perfectly, about ten inches above the water. It's incredible how attractive, how attracted to those the, the walleyes are. Dude, I've never caught so many walleyes flipping under porta docks as this year. It's You'd the only good shallow water bite I've got, actually. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the shade is much superior. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think combination of weather and heat, a lot of heat. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, maybe things are changing too, dude. Could be, could be. Not that it's gonna go away, but just gonna be different. They were rigging leeches on the annex from day one. They always rig leeches on the annex. And it was cold out there. Yeah, they always do. But all those fish out there choke up leeches even when they're eating shiners. Yeah. I don't have a good answer. It bums me out a little bit. I, I, I had a full day today, and I had a customer who, like, would was okay with me chasing a shallow water bite, even if it wasn't going to happen. Because he wanted it just as yep. much as you did. Yeah, probably more, and it didn't happen. That happens. <laughs> well. What do you think for this week? Um, I haven't even looked at the weather. Uh, I'm gonna start. I think I'm gonna start looking for for lo- a few panfish bites. Uh, I do have one on leech that I, I'm a little nervous about, um, but it I think it'll work out. Um, while I fish it, I, I bought spinner spinner rods, so I'm gonna be pulling spinners on bigger structures, covering water. Um, at least to, I need to get invested into it. I think that's gonna be a it's a very common way to catch walleyes, and I suck at it. So right. I'm going to get better at it. There we go. It's a good plan. Yeah. How about you, Daniel? Um, I, too, am going to be pulling spinners this week, I think. I, I think this weekend we've got some calm days ahead, and I think that it's going to be those hump fish will help a little bit, but then I also think pulling spinners. There's a fair amount of fish still using, like, 10 to 15 feet of water. And, uh, that just refuse to eat a jig in a minnow? Yep. Them dirty dogs. Yep. And even our, even rigging them is not the, maybe not the most efficient way. I had one, one day last week where I was like the dude doing the cool thing, pulling spinners while everybody else was rigging and we were catching them and folks weren't catching them. Yep. So that felt pretty good. Um, I'm not usually that dude. I'm usually... The dude's the, still rigging? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did, uh, I caught my first fish on a jig wrap today too. Nice which I kind of purposefully have not pulled out yet, but you gotta, I think you got to use them as a cure, not as a, this time of year, use them as a cure for a fish that won't bite instead of like the way to make them, or the way to get them bite right away. You know instead what I mean? of like in the summertime where you see fish, okay, cast your jig wraps out. Yep. Yeah. It's your last ditch effort. Yep. Yeah. I agree. 
And that's exciting, though. I like oh, that. that's fun. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully, it'll be better. It should, this is stacking up to be a better year for Jager Apps than last year. Interesting. Interesting theory. Yeah. We'll leave it for next time. Okay. This is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan. I'm also Dan. We're very quiet right now. I'm looking at the little sound markers, and people can probably barely hear us. You want to play? Never mind. No, okay. Thank you for listening to Walleye Talk. I'm not playing your stupid game, Dan. I thought we were going to fade out real quietly. No. No. Thank you.